This is the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Boundaries or burnout, you make the choice. Here's your host, Michael Levitt. Welcome to another episode of the Breakfast Leadership Podcast. Today I've got Josh Elledge from upmyinfluence.com. Entrepreneurs, you know that you want to be known and seen in your respective industries, and Josh is going to talk about some awesome ways to make that happen. So Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Michael. It's great to be here. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, so upmyinfluence.com, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the site, uh, some of the services uh, your team provides, uh-huh. and, and, and why did you launch it? Why did you uh, feel it was important uh, to create such an awesome site? Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, about uh, 12 years ago, I was in the process. So I had just lost uh, my second home. Um, I had already declared bankruptcy, um, but I had a, what I thought was a great business idea. And uh, I had failed in business six other times uh, previously. Uh, and, uh, but yet, with this new company, Savings Angel, I really feel like I, I felt like I had something that was, that could really make an impact in people's lives. And so at the time, again, you know, just kind of coming out of financial dire straits, I didn't have any money for advertising, but I'll tell you that exposure is everything. And if you don't get visibility, then obviously no one's going to know about you and you're not going to make sales and you have no data to test with to know if you have the right product or service. Uh, So I just started reaching out to my local media and started in radio. I eventually started writing a newspaper column uh, and then that became a syndicated newspaper column. My radio turned into syndicated radio. I started doing TV and that turned into syndicated TV. And all told now, Michael, I've been in the media over 2,000 times, which is ridiculous. And, and Savings Angel has done well more than $6 million in revenue. And we've spent less than $500 in advertising. So I, I feel like, you know, when you're success, you know, when you develop some success in business, it's, I feel like it's the appropriate thing to, to find ways to uh, mentor and provide services pro bono, do workshops, that sort of thing. And so I, I got involved in my local startup community. And so I started teaching them about this is exactly what I did step by step. Here's how I built my authority. Here's how I built my influence. You know, here how, here's how I was able to grow my brand bigger and bigger and bigger without um, risky investments in PR. And so as um, these startups started following my advice, uh, they started having success and then they wanted to hire me. And I was like, well, I wasn't really planning on that, but you know, let's see what I could do. And so we put together a a service and this was over five years ago and uh, which is today up my influence, which is a um, kind of a platform service. And we've got a, uh, we've got a team now getting close to 20 people on the team and we're able to provide, uh, we're able to turn thoughtful entrepreneurs into media celebrities. And it, it is just such an honor to be able to do that work because I, I feel like everyone has a message that can positively impact the world. Uh, and it, if I don't help those business owners, uh, you know, be able to get their voice heard, then they may potentially give up on their dreams. And I don't think there's, look, if I can succeed at business, you can succeed at business. Um, and so that's, uh, that's what we're able to do. And it's such an, like I said, such an honor to be able to do that. That's some awesome stuff. And, you know, based on your advertising budget, I'm guessing you didn't get roped into yellow pages advertising is oh. I still get those calls from time to time. And, and I, I tell them, it's like, 
that's okay. I have plenty of monitor stands and actually I don't even use a monitor. I've got a laptop that I use, so I don't even use a monitor anymore. Well, that's yeah. awesome that you were able to you know, scale the organization like that with, you know, so little on the ad budget because, you know, many entrepreneurs, and I know a ton of people that listen to the show have all, you know, tried and most have dramatically failed on uh, Facebook advertising and things like that because, you know, again, they're trying to, you know, get out there and be known because they have some awesome products and services that they want to uh, share with the world. Uh, but, you know, how, you know, the Facebook advertising obviously has not worked for many of them. So I'm sure many of them, and you see them uh, get frustrated and go, okay, how am I going to, you know, be known? How am I going to get out there? Because it's a huge world and yeah. you'll get lost in social media and Instagram posts and everything else. It's like, how, you know, how do you go about helping those people, you know, pardon the pun here, but up my influence. Um, so, you know, again, and, and forgive me if I, not answering your question exactly, but, um, you know, I feel like, you know, when, when, someone has the opportunity to solve a major, major problem. I almost feel like it's a little bit selfish to kind of hoard that insider information. And, I, and I'll be honest, at the beginning, I, I felt a little uneasy being this teacher of like, you know, you too can be famous, <laughs> you know, because it just seems kind of, I don't know, like I'm uncomfortable with that. And I felt like, you know, someone was going to call, call me out. Um, but I knew that, I had a moral obligation to do this. And if I didn't do it, I don't know who would. And, and I know that, you know, like when we're coming up with, and, you know, just kind of speaking to other entrepreneurs out there, you know, what is a really good business idea? Well, generally a really great business opportunity is one where you have access to special knowledge or experience. And there are very few people that can actually do what you do. So in my case, you know, how many people have been in the media over 2,000 times? That's a pretty small number. And then how many people have actually made money because of that? And then even smaller than that is how many people have been in the media that many times, have made money at it, and are willing to teach others step-by-step step how to do that. And so, um, you know, and, it may be, and, and, and have the technical wherewithal uh, maybe to set up some of these systems to, to be able to teach people. And, and that's exactly... Um, what I, I kind of looked in the mirror and I said, look, buddy, <laughs> you have to do this. <laughs> uh, and so that helped me overcome my imposter syndrome, which I still suffered with, uh, even though I'd had the success because honestly, I didn't go to school for PR. And, you know, in hindsight, I'm so grateful that I didn't because our approach to, um, you know, working with influencers and, you know, some of what we do is PR related, some of what we do is social media, but I'm so glad that, uh, you know, that, that our approach to it was not, you know, say tainted uh, by traditional ways of uh, growing a brand. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about marketing um, and my original career was accounting and mm. believe me, we made a lot of fun of the people in college that took marketing. We accused them yeah. of just having toga parties and not doing anything and, and spending all of our money and all of this stuff. So very similar now that I'm in my own business and engaging people and you know marketing and selling, it's given me a new appreciation to the work 
But like you, I thought, well, I'm not going to grab you know marketing 101 and try to figure this out. What you know, what's working right now? What are other industry leaders? doing what you know just mimic them because it's it's working for them and and it's trial and error but um it's it's awesome that you you know have discovered this and you like you said you haven't done the traditional pr way of things uh you've come at it from a different angle with different perspectives and i think that's actually made things stronger and better for you i i think if you would have had you know the the huge pr background i don't know if you would have had the same success that you've had no, I doubt it. Um, and in fact, you know, it's really nice when, you know, again, we're just talking about some, I'd say product development, business development um, here. But, it, you know, when you can swim in the blue ocean, then again, that's another really, really great, like if, if, if I'm coming up with like Josh's checklist for am I in the right business for me? <laughs> I would also put that blue ocean is, is what you're doing in the blue ocean or are you doing the same thing that everybody else is doing? And so, um, again, that would be another clue uh, that, that you're probably doing the right thing. One, one more that I would put on. So if the person who's taking notes, um, you know, again, you know, do you have a unique, um, you know, do you have unique insight or experiences? That would be number one and expertise. Number two, um, is this a relatively blue ocean type of business? In other words, you know, is this fairly unique or are you going to be doing what everybody else is doing? Because if that's the case, then you better be better than everybody else or a lower cost because you're going to be incredibly commoditized. And then I'd say, um, number three is then you need to look at the audience. The audience, you're going to ask these two questions. Does my audience have the desire to pay me? And do they have the ability to pay me? Because I I hear a lot of business ideas and I'm like, who's going to give you money for that? I, I don't, you know, I know you might want to serve millennials and helping them with retirement. Um, but I don't know, man, that's a tough sell. Um, you know, as an example. Um, so those, I think those are three really good indicators. If you can check those boxes, I think you're looking pretty good from a business perspective. That's a great list to have. And I'm going to avoid any avocado toast jokes or anything like that with millennials. <laughs> Let's- I, like, I'm not a millennial, but uh, I'm a Gen Xer, but man, I love my avocado toast. No joke well, I, about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And I, you know, I, I work in, in the industry that I'm in, uh, helping in the healthcare industry. Mm. I've got uh, baby boomer physicians and millennial physicians. There yeah. isn't any Gen X people like me. So mm. I, I, I have this you know, momentum when I go into those uh, snake pits and go, um, can we all just get along here? Yeah. Because the two groups, from my perspective, are identical other than age. And it, they, they're very similar, but they don't, they, they can't see past that sometimes, but no, that, that's an awesome list because again, it really connects with, you know, your product and service. If it's something that you're not able to monetize by all means, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, you know, if it's something you're passionate about, but you take it into consideration with, you know, what your goals are for your organization. If it's a hobby and you want to write eBooks on whatever subject, go for it. You you can do it. But if you really want to make that big dent in the universe and, and really get your story out there in the products and services that will dramatically impact people's lives, then you're doing a disservice to the community by not getting it out there and not um, 
you know, getting in front of the right audiences to have that product or service really yeah. shine. Yeah. You know, um, I want to talk about the, because uh, I, I feel like there's someone out there too that uh, who's listening and, and this, this whole thing with this imposter syndrome, because I, I really suffered with this. And, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I heard is, you know, it, it's not our job to uh, convince people that they have to buy it. it. But if we have something that we feel like we can help people and make an impact in people's lives, then who are you to judge whether or not they invest their money in, in your service? If they feel like you're, it's a match, that's up to the buyer. That's up to the consumer. That's up to your potential client to decide. Our job is just to put our offer out there. And, you know, your audience will give you feedback. Um, and if it comes in the form of crickets, that's feedback. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but I, I just want to make sure that, you know, if there's someone and, and fear is kind of keeping you from that next step, I, I really just encourage you to say, you know what, to, to just know that everybody dealt with fear. I dealt with fear and, and, and rightly so because I failed in business so many times. Um, so I was afraid when I started Savings Angel uh, because I wasn't sure if this thing was going to work out. Uh, I certainly didn't have a very good track record. <laughs> um, you know, and without my influence, I felt like, honestly, I felt like the PR police were going to come after me and say, how dare you, sir, practice PR without a license? You know, I, I honestly felt like, you know, someone was going to call me out. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, my clients don't really care about where I went to college 20 years ago. They want to know, can I get them results? And I can get them results. So that's why they pay me for that. It's, it's great. And, you know, you and I share a similar story as far as losing a home because that was the tail end of my 369 days of significant losses. And that, you know, imposter syndrome definitely came into effect when I re-entered the workforce in a role that was basically identical to the one that nearly killed me. Mm. And of course, my parents um, wanted to have me committed for going back into the same field. But yeah. I told them, I'm going to go about this differently. You know, I am confident that I am going to be able to do this differently than I did before. And I've learned from my mistakes and I'm going to go out there and yes, am I going to make some fumbles along the way? Of course. But at the end of the day, I knew that I was going to be able to be successful in what I'm doing because I you know, paid attention and actually had time to reflect on all of the things that led up to, you know, all of those, you know, losses, you know, losing yeah. a home is a big deal. And, but you can come out of it and it's, you know, it, just like the movies, it's the hero's journey. It's, you've mm. gone through this, you've, you've had this huge setback and then all of a sudden you come out of it and you create Savings Angel and upmyinfluence.com and all of a sudden, I say all of a sudden, tut and cheek, everybody's a 15-year overnight success. Yes. Um, it, you, you have these opportunities and you have a gift and a skill that you are sharing with people to help them get to you know, their goals and dreams. It's, you know, Zig Ziglar, you know, has talked about it many times about, you know, you know, help, 
as many people as possible so it'll help you get where you want to get. I'm totally butchering that quote, but it's basically you, you help people, you will be helped. It just, mm. it, it, it's, it's how nature works yeah. and, it, it, and it, it's awesome that you're doing this. So I, I know you've touched on this a little bit, um, but you know, why is this important to you? Um, because you could have done a lot of different things, mm-hmm. but why was this so important uh, for you to launch you know, Savings Angel and, and obviously yeah. up myinfluence.com. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with Savings Angel, uh, I, I, you know, I was kind of in a position where I felt like I had nowhere else to go. Um, I mean, uh, I was either that or, you know, find um, some kind of sales job because my uh, bachelor's degree was in family science and there's not a whole lot of... <laughs> There's not, it's, it's kind of hard to support a family with a bachelor's degree in family science. You kind of have to continue on and get your master's and your PhD, which my wife did. Um, but in my case, um, you know, for me, you know, with Savings Angel, I, I actually had uh, been doing some digital marketing previously, and that was going okay. Um, eventually, you know, it's kind of petered out. But, um, uh, you know, with, with Savings Angel, I, I was solving my own need. Um, simply because uh, we were trying to be very conservative with our money. And part of that is we went through Dave Ramsey's program. And so we were looking at ways that we could save money, be more responsible with our money. And, you know, as we were putting together our budget, I asked my wife, I said, how much do we spend at the grocery store every month? Maybe like $500 to $400, And she laughed at me and she's like, are you kidding? We spend over $800, $900. And I thought, and it was like, if I were, if I were drinking coffee, I would have spit it all over uh, and say, what? That is a lot of money. There has got to be a better way that we could shop and feed our family. I mean, that's just a, that's a big ticket item. Eight, $900 month after month after month after month. And, um, so it turns out, so I started researching all of the experts. Uh, I just became obsessed with this for some reason. I thought there's got to be, I know that there are people out there that have cracked this code. And I found out that there's two ways that you can absolutely cut your grocery bill in half. And, and, and it absolutely works. Number one is you can start growing all your own food. And I knew, knowing what I knew about my schedule and my history and trying that, um, that didn't work out so well. So that probably wasn't going to be an option. Um, and the other option is that you have to get really, really good at taking advantage of every discount that's available to you. So um, you, you obviously take advantage of great sales at local grocery stores. Uh, and then you also want to take advantage of other incentives. And those incentives come in the form of uh, coupons and rebates and other money back offers. And if you can time the really good sale with the, um, with the coupon, you can get products for free uh, on a regular basis. And so we took our grocery bill from eight, $900 a month down to $300 a month, giving my, you know, giving my family and I a $500 a month pay raise, but it was a lot of work. And I thought, well, what would happen if I put all this together in a spreadsheet and I created some sort of like a searchable database and I would tell people, look, all you have to do is take this coupon. Um, here's the link, print it out, bring it into Meyer Publix or whatever grocery store. And you can get your Cheerios for 50 cents a box instead of $4 a box. Um, and, and do I think that that information would be valuable? And it turned out that it was very valuable. 
and people were willing to pay uh, about $20 a month in order to have access to that information um, whereby they could save their family $400, $400 every single month. So we created a membership-based website out of it. And uh, eventually, um, we kind of got to the point where consumer, so consumer interest is really high because we did this before extreme couponing came about. Um, but then it, it really kind of petered out from there. So we kind of transitioned to just a regular blog, which we do great work there. I do a podcast with Savings Angel. And so now we just teach people all of this stuff for free. And um, so along the way, of course, you know, our way of growing Savings Angel was just working with the media, as I mentioned earlier, and, you know, kind of developing that experience. I felt like, my gosh, you know, if every other business owner knew how to do this, um, there's, there's not a single business that, you know, as long as it was a halfway decent idea, there isn't a single business out there that couldn't be successful. I mean, it's, there aren't too many problems that can't be solved in business by lots of exposure and lots of customers buying your service. Uh, money tends to solve business problems. Um, so, uh, you know, my formula for getting media, I, I felt like could work for other people and it absolutely has. It's funny you mentioned the coupon thing because my mom um, used to carry around this box that she had coupons in. And it was literally the size of if you bought a large pair of boots, it's a huge box. And mm-hmm. she had it all inventoried because what one of the things that she did and she continues to do is, you know, she would know when things were going on sale and also, you know, not to give away trade secrets, oftentimes a coupon would come out and then within a two or three weeks, that product would be on sale somewhere. There was, and you're, I'm sure, well aware of some of the math and how that worked with grocery stores and, and all of that. So they, she knew that and was able to figure out a way to get a box of Cheerios for 25 cents or yeah. you know, $5 toothbrushes for a dime. And then, of mm-hmm. course, with double coupons. And you know, I know there's a, a couple large... Um, pharmacy chains in the States. Uh, they don't sponsor my show, so I'm not going to name them, but <laughs> it, it rhymes with CVS and Walgreens. Um, yeah. If they want to sponsor, I'd be more than happy to take their uh, sponsorship dollars. Sure. Because um, my mom has definitely uh, spent enough money there. Uh, but, you know, she works, you know, that, and it's, it's something where she's been able to get all of those things. And what she ends up doing is she donates, you know, those products because it's just my dad and hers. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so much Cheerios you can eat in a day, and and but she donates the, you know these boxes and other things to local charities, the American veterans, and you know family members that are in need. You know, you hear stories tragically sometimes when people you know lose their homes or you know to fire or something like that, and you know she has you know this stuff and she can take over you know three or four bags of groceries and say here. You know, it could be, you know, a couple hundred dollars in groceries that she may have paid, you know, 20 bucks for. And she's done that. And she's been doing that for years. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where from a family standpoint, you, you were right on the head. You know, people could just, you know, blindly go into the grocery store and, you know, drop eight, nine thousand dollars or more, depending on the size of the family. Mm-hmm. And, and those are dollars that, Again, you know, using you know coupons and just being a smart shopper, knowing okay when things go on sale and what you need, you know, there's you know five six hundred dollars a month that you could actually use for all kinds of different things, and yeah. so it's awesome that you you taught that and you continue to do that because I think again, um, 
you know, using my accounting hat again, if you can find, you know, $600 in savings from a tax standpoint, that's like finding roughly $1,000 of new income. And, you know, after taxes and all of that. So that's, that's significant, you know, that's several thousand dollars a year that could be used on a variety of different things, whether it's a vacation, um, you know, buying, you know, a used car so you don't have a car payment. There's so many different ways that you can utilize this expertise. So it's awesome that that you you teach that and, you know, it's part of, uh, of the work that you do. Yeah. And and here's the thing, you know, lest someone say, oh, it's too much work. It's not, you know, I'm going to be spending all my full-time job becoming an extreme couponer. You're not. You you can decide uh, how much time you want to spend. For me, uh, I will spend maybe an extra hour and all I do, and, and that would be generous if I spent that much time. I generally don't. All I do, and here's like the path of least resistance, is um, look at the stores that you would potentially shop at, consider going to Walgreens, CVS, uh, and then maybe some, you know, whatever Target or Walmart or whatever, just check and see what they have on sale. That's, you know, and then be willing to go to multiple stores, be willing to try multiple product, you know, uh, manufacturers, um, and then at the same time, just do a search and see if you can find some coupons. There's coupon databases out there. It's not that hard. Um, and if you can, you know, find a, a website where you can save, uh, you know, a few dollars just because you printed out a coupon, what are you making per hour? Well, what I find is that uh, your first hour of just being a little bit more thoughtful in how you're going to spend money on all your consumables, the stuff you buy on a regular basis. Uh, you will make about forty to fifty dollars an hour. That ain't bad. And so, also, anybody who thinks that the cheapest way to feed your family is shopping at Walmart or Costco or warehouse clubs or Aldi, you, that's not correct. Um, we, we've been doing the science for twelve years. Um, they're very masterful at getting you to believe that that's the cheapest way to feed your family. It's not even close. Um, the best, cheapest way to feed your family is buying a really great sale. Like when, uh, you know, when someone like a, in, here in the South, we've got Publix, I'm in Orlando, Florida. And when you get Cheerios for 50% off and then you have a $1 coupon, you're getting your groceries for 75% off. Okay? There's no chain store on the planet that can compete with that. So, um, you know, really, it just takes a little bit of effort. It's not that hard. You can go to Savings Angel. We'll teach you for free, right? And, and just step-by-step step what to do. And, um, and then you can have this new skill that can, you know, earn your family 40 50 even $60 uh, an hour. And that alone could dramatically change the landscape of someone's household. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that type of effort could mean that maybe, you know, the, you know, the, if both parents are working multiple jobs because of economic conditions, the situation they're in, whatever type of role they're in, by doing that, you know, one or two of the parents could actually take maybe one less job because of the savings that they have and they can spend more time at home and doing things that they want to do. And, and again, dramatically change their lives just by, using the resources that are available to us. Uh, you're going to buy the stuff anyway. So being smart about it and, and utilizing 
you know, these coupons and sales and all of that, it just makes a, a ton of sense. And uh, it's amazing, um, you know, how much money you will actually save if you put in a little bit of effort. Yeah, totally agreed. So what's your proudest moment um, so far of, you know, the things that you're doing with, with Savings Angel and Up My Influence? You know, what's, what's a story that, you know, really uh, energizes you and thought, wow, you know, I am really thrilled that I get to do this for a living. Yeah, it, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's when you see your clients have phenomenal success and seeing them land a, uh, you know, $15,000, $20,000 client because of some of visibility that they were able to get, um, seeing them be able to uh, attract investors because of the increased authority that they've gotten, um, seeing them, you know, we've, we've had some um, clients go on reality TV series, we've had some clients um, partner with some really big YouTubers uh, that have like, you know, a million and a half subscribers and then see the kind of um, financial reward that they get from that. Um, yeah, that feels really good. <laughs> um, that, that absolutely makes me proud. You know, and I'll tell you too, uh, it's, it's uh, having a great team uh, that works together. And um, so, you know, as a business owner, um, you've got, I've got a vision for myself. Obviously, you know, I want success. I want to feel like I'm making an impact in the world. That's all very important. Um, I have a vision for our clients. You know, I, I want them to experience um, phenomenal success. And uh, I also have a vision for our team, for our, our employees. I want to help them make their dreams come true. I want them to have a great place to work or they can work from home. We have a, I, gosh, I think pretty much everybody is a stay-at-home mom um, with our company. And, and I got to tell you that I love that. Um, I love creating a job where our employees can be home with their kids um, and be able to just kind of have this great work-life balance where they can, you know, prioritize their family, but still be able to earn a good income while working from home. So, that feels really, really good to do that. I mean, there's just so many, you know, when you're the, the CEO and, and you've got that stewardship over that, um, you know, over all of your efforts, it just feels really, really good uh, to be able to create, create this. And again, much like saving the money with the coupons and the sales, the fact that um, the parents can stay home and have that flexibility to be able to earn an income and, and be able to do things that they like to do as well is, is amazing. You know, I, I tell people, you know, for me, freedom is the ability to do what you want, where you want, when you want. And, mm. and there's many of us that will go in and go into a workplace or an office and we put in our 40 hours and we go home and, and we're going, okay, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this all there is? Or is there something that I'd rather be doing? So it, it, it creates a ton of opportunity for people to uh, be able to, you know, have that opportunity where they can work remotely and and it it just it's awesome work I, I i'm i'm thrilled that that you launched these organizations and and the work that you're doing it's it's yeah. absolutely amazing so thank you for that yeah yeah my pleasure thank you so where can our audience find out more about you and the business and if they're interested in learning more about the things that we talked about today you know how can they find you 
You know, we do a ton of pro bono work, particularly for earlier stage startups. And, um, you know, really the, the one place I would highly recommend uh, if we could start working on your authority and your influence, I do a 90-minute webinar. It's not a weird sales uh, salesy webinar. It's, it's just, it's focused on the basics that you need so you can start building up your social proof, your associations, uh, and, uh, you know, all the good things that you want. And, and imagine what would life would be like if you had 10 times the authority in your space than you currently do. What would you imagine would happen to your business? That's what we're going to focus on on this webinar. And um, so you can, you can find that by just going to upmyinfluence.com and then just click on webinar and register for that. Um, I, I do them pretty often uh, and there I'll be able to answer all your questions. Um, we'll help get you much more visible, build your social media audience, um, start getting you seen on TV and with other influencers because it really, really makes a huge difference. Life is just so much easier when people respect you uh, because of the work that you do. And, and, and that's where I'd be honored uh, to help the person who's been listening to our conversation. Let's take that next step and, uh, you know, please allow me to be of service. That's awesome. And audience, I'll definitely have all the links and stuff that we talked about in the show notes. Uh, and I highly encourage you uh, to take Josh up on his offer because a uh, great organization and they want uh, you and your organization to grow uh, beyond your wildest imagination and dreams. So, Josh, thank you again uh, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I've taken a full page of notes, um, mm -hmm. which I, I uh, both for myself and, you know, for the show notes as well. So, I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. And I, I, I thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Michael. My pleasure. Until next time, everyone, be well. Hey, it's Michael again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you're like many people, you're dealing with some significant stress and possibly approaching burnout. I know how you feel. In 2009, my burnout led to a year of worst-case scenarios. I do not want that to happen to you. If you go to breakfastleadership.com, you can register for a free webinar on burnout prevention, as well as get as a free checklist to have successful mornings. Start off each day the right way. Again, that's at breakfastleadership.com. Also, since you are a loyal podcast listener, I'm asking you to like, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes. I look at all the reviews and appreciate your comments, and it helps other potential listeners discover the content I have on the show. I appreciate you, and thanks again for listening.